Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They want your radio card. So some of the things you've said are very controversial. Uh, they don't. They, they, how that about, Jordan Love just going to go Dallas in there Cowboys. and go up and down the field on them. Michael Parsons not one of the best defenders in the league. He's going to get neutralized as always in big games. I mean, I, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be very familiar to Cowboys fans because you're just not going to hear Michael Parsons' name during the broadcast by the mighty Green Bay offense. Bro, they're going to neutralize Aaron him? Jones, Christian Watson, these young receivers. Bro, they don't feel any pressure. Christian Watson been in and out. He's back, dude. He's back. I promise. This time, I'm just, I'm that don't mean real. a thing just because he's Christian back. Watson, dude, it's like Donald Driver coming back for Brett Favre. It's like the it's the difference. All right, so you got young receivers like my man Romeo Dobbs, Wicks. I mean, Jaden Reed again carving up that. All I heard was how great this Chicago Bears defense was, and every time I looked up, bro, them dudes had 15 yards of space. They got us. I mean, I think y'all threw that game yesterday. Well, we're trying to get our coach fired. I mean, I was like, what happened to the deep? Now, what's his name didn't play? Johnson didn't play, so that might have been a big Jalen Johnson. That's what I'm saying, Brad. They tanked yesterday, and nobody's talking about it, but we need to talk about it. I told him that when we received I, first. We I, elected to receive. I said, these folks ain't trying to win. Who, On the road, who, elect to who receive. Who takes first. the kickoff, okay? This ain't overtime with Matt Hasselbeck. Give us the ball. We're going to score, head ass. They're not going to. That's 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 a that's a moved us up from the ten to the nine pick and, t- and taking that L. hundred percent. And yeah. you don't think you don't think that was a discussion? The integrity committee needs to look into this. The player committee. I'm starting to worry that Eberflus had to deal with him. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll receive first half. I'll lose as long as I get to keep my job. And as it ticks at 101 and no firing out of Chicago yet? Nope. Starting to believe that. That's right. You're going to fire the OC, keep you flus. I want everybody. I don't I'll, like it. I'll, look, in the end, I am the one who's going to laugh last, okay? I laughed last on fields. A lot of Bears fans were coming at me. They were so quiet yesterday. I, could, I was like, where y'all at? This is crazy. Where'd y'all go? And then Cowboys fans, they're going to chirp me now. And then when Sunday rolls around, all right, and the Cowboys are back home, and losing to the Green Bay Packers, how could this be? Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And you know what I'm going to say? I know ball. No, because me and C.J. Stroud going to be looking at you upside the head. I know ball, bro. Because you've been wrong twice. You're going to be been wrong twice in a row on them, uh, Mr. Shane Steichen. But look, that's – that's uh, St- yeah, Shane Steichen, dude. All, the, all that talk he about cost how, you, didn't he? how smart he was. He cost you, didn't he? I always tell people this. How good some While we're on the you. subject, I always tell people this. I would – if I was a coach, I would – Never sleep again. I would never sleep again if I let my season come down to the hands of a third string player. On a, on a, on a dude who is on a dude. God, he's a pro. You got to make that catch. I understand that, but it's the he, right call. He should not have even been in the game. Not him. Zach Moss, at least. I mean, put put a second like a backup in there. I mean, the idea that as a coach. I'm not putting the hands or attempting to put the ball in the hands of my best players, and that's my last play of the season. That would I would have to be in a straitjacket. 
I would have to be in a straight jacket. Always go to your best players. It's like when LeBron was like passing to Danny Green all the time. We'd say the same thing. Why are you passing to Danny Green? He's open for a reason, man. Mm. O- O'Brien Goodson was open for a reason, whatever the hell his name is. I watched Aaron Rodgers always try to force the ball into See? Devontae Adams, See? and he lost. Well, okay, that, that okay. And he kept losing because well, he wouldn't go to somebody else because he had no other options. Well, that that's I fair, too. I just watched it last time he was that, in the playoffs of that, Green That's Bay. fair, but when you're talking about, okay, who – would you rather lose on a forced ball to your best receiver who could come down with it, or would you rather lose on a drop pass to Huey, Dewey, and Louie? Again, man, professional, bro. It's a two-yard pass. Anybody in the league catches that ball. That's what you're supposed to. I need to go down with my best players. I need to go down with my horses. I don't want to go down with the mules. I want to go down with the horses. And I'll live with the result. If I get it to Devontae Adams and he don't catch the ball, that's my best player. Yeah, if it's Zach Moss or, or, or Jonathan, they're on him. Goodson was open, bro. Well, and again, Probably to your point because they, they ain't throwing to Goodson. He's had like seven targets all year. It's just stupid. These coaches outthink themselves. It's like, bro, just throw the ball to Pittman. Let him make a play. And if he doesn't make a play, at least you can go down with it knowing, hey, we, you know, then you got to hear this crap from him after the game. Well, we, we, we like that look a lot. We got the look we wanted. You sound so damn stupid. You know, these coaches let their ego get in the way. Man, that was about Goodson dropping the ball, dude. The play call was right. Well, That's it, what you got to go back to. I don't care if it's a fourth string. Play you are fine. paid. You are professional. That ball hit your hands. You're wrong supposed to catch player. it. Bottom line. Wrong player. Fine play call. Wrong Yeah, you're player. not firing him off the season he had off that because he got the wrong guy, the third stringer out there. Dude's supposed to make that catch. But I just, in my power rankings, I downgraded him. Uh, Philly needs him right now. They're missing both coordinators. They look a hot mess. Yeah. Um, anyway, it should be a uh, very, very fun week of wild card action. Uh, Baltimore and San Francisco are off, enjoying their bye week, their well-earned bye weeks. So it uh, should be a fun uh, NFL postseason. Jason Fitz going to join us at 125. We'll get into Michigan. We'll get into the NFL playoffs. Respect burgers when we get back. Jason and John, 92.9FM, ESPN. Whatever your needs are when it comes to real estate, the Live Love Memphis group is here for you. If you're ready to get into some new digs, your home of your dreams, and you want a team that you can trust that's going to have your best interest in mind, help you know what, you, what kind of deal you're getting, help you negotiate on those things, because there's an art to it, all right? Real estate agents are always worth it, especially the ones at, at the Live Love Memphis group. And if you're selling, they can help you get the most money. That's what they do. They know how to make it all look good, make it all sound good, help you, you know, turn into a, what may feel like a hopeful situation into a very hopeful one, a very good one. But you have to reach out. Lots of ways to do that. You can email them, so to livelovememphis.com. was literally just giving the number to my brother this weekend, 901-625-5200. That's how you get a hold of Jennifer Carstensen and this hard-working Live Love team. He's now in the – maybe going to sell his home in Cordova, uh, looking to move out. And I told him, he was like, Who, who's that you're always advertising for? What's her name, Jennifer? Yeah. Uh, 625-5200. I hope we've talked about her long enough now, sort of held her up, praised her enough over these, what, five, six years that you realize it should be your first call, likely going to be your only call because she's going to get you more home, more money for your home than even you think is possible. So, again, 901-625-5200. So, Live Love Memphis, Live Love Nash, because they've expanded over to Nashville. Live Love DeSoto teams at the Real Estate Agency. Every Monday around this time, I get on the big green egg. I pat out some burgers. The key is I season mine with respect. John likes to put disrespect on his. Uh, We'll do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show Respect Burgers. 
sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. I have to give the Memphis Grizzlies a Respect Burger because just when you think they're done, just when you think they're going on the road to die, and that's sort of how I felt on Friday uh, with this three-game road trip facing the Grizzlies and coming off that loss to Toronto, felt like things were over or certainly quickly coming to an end. Remember, you'd lost nine of your last ten out in crypto. The Grizzlies throw a finger sign to your plans for them. They get up and they fight, and they certainly did that in two games over this weekend. Again, key second quarters of both games, you won them. Uh, That's been atypical of these Grizzlies, one of the worst second-quarter teams in the league. That was key, and so was the three-point shooting. Hit 23 of them against the Lakers. They just all seemed like they were dropping, especially for Marcus Smart and for Jaron Jackson Jr. Then you came back, hit 17 more. The percentage wasn't as good against Phoenix, but you knocked down 17 more of them uh, in that win, 121-115 yesterday. And all of a sudden, yes, against uh, against all odds, perhaps or perhaps not. Uh, because what this Grizzlies team has shown us is that while they may not have the firepower to be a true contender this year, the fight is still there. The Desmond Baines, the Jaron Jacksons, the Vince Williams Juniors, uh, last night, he was fantastic. 19-9 and in 37 minutes off the bench. The fight is still there and includes with Taylor Jenkins, who we saw uh, uh, on Friday get all emotional, run out on the court. Everything else is good because it's a sign of a, of a team that's still got their coaches back and a coach who certainly still got his players back. Hopefully it's a galvanized situation because you're going to need to be going to see Luka on Tuesday. But again, really about the effort. Uh, that the Grizzlies get this respect burger. Not a, not a necessarily symbolic of a turnaround or anything else. Because, again, how sustainable is Marcus Smart's three-point shooting? How sustainable is the three-point shooting? Remember, you were dead last in it going into that game on Friday and you hit 23 of them. All oh, that's still up for question. So is your center play and everything else. Jaron Jackson, too, real slick, big, 19 rebounds in the two games. When he's rebounding like that, it's a different story. Yep. You're not getting pounded on the boards and you need him to because right now Tillman was at three minutes last night. Bismack, Biondo, Biombo, you can't com- depend on the contributions of them from the center position. So when Jaron can play like he has the past two games, yeah, 28 and 10 yesterday on Phoenix, it's a fantastic development. We've mentioned it. Maybe the best development to come out of this weekend uh, in a season where you've been going through the wings. It's just been a, a, a sort of a turnstile and trying to find out can any of these young guys contribute. Vince Williams Jr. has shown you should be a full-time uh, member of this rotation Plus 23 in the 37 minutes he played off the bench. Wasn't just the scoring or the three-pointers that he made. We mentioned he had a big block on Nurkic down the stretch. Nurkic tried to flail, get the foul call, did not. Um, Vince Williams, active, man. And he may be a 3-and-D guy, certainly for the future. Seems like you got to make him full-time, take him off that two-way deal. Moving on, it's a man that John Martin loves to hate or at least bet against. C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, and Houston coach D'Amico Ryans get a respect burger. Them folks went from 3-13-1. and 3-13-1 last year, literally worst to first in their division. Yeah, they were only worse than the, uh, the Bears. Uh, the Bears were the only team that was worse than them last year, obviously with the number one pick at 3-14. 3-13-1. They were. They go to 10-7 and seven this year, win the AFC South with Jacksonville helping them out, struggling down the stretch, losing 28-20 to the Titans yesterday. You got to give it up for C.J. Stroud, who goes 264 yards, two touchdowns in that win on Saturday that we've talked a lot about against the Colts. Um, D'Amico Ryans has a Coach of the Year resume this year, whether he'll win it or not, um, because I tell you, you know, the job they've done in Cleveland, 
what's my O'Connell? I always forget his name. Yeah, that's him. Uh, that he's done in Cleveland, probably right up there with him with all the quarterbacks he's been through. That's the thing is D'Amico Ryans has had his guy for the most part all season long. CJ did have a concussion at one point. Um, O'Connell's been through, you know, four or five quarterbacks and is on a guy that right now uh, heading into the playoffs that was coming off the couch in Joe Flacco. So if you're comparing the jobs. As good as worst the first is, I'd still probably have O'Connell ahead of D'Amico Ryans, but C.J. has got to be the offensive rookie of the year. He's the number two pick in the draft by Bryce Young. We all know that by now. The 264 yards he threw for put him at 4,108 passing yards this season. That is the third most yards by a rookie in NFL history. The only two that were better, Andrew Luck threw for 43-74 in 2012 and Justin Herbert 43-36 in 2020. So what C.J. Stroud's done has been nothing short of remarkable. And, again, it's been the whole team, that defense. Will Anderson, the draft pick there, was fantastic. But, again, to go from three wins to 10-7 and seven in the AFC South champions, a pretty impressive job. I don't know that I've seen a turnaround like that, especially of late. Yep. Um, just shows you it's another reason why the Bears have got to go quarterback. You know, in this draft, you got to try to find that guy that can come in and immediately change your culture. C.J. Stroud has done that. What I love about him, man, he just gives it all up. This this is his belief and his faith. It doesn't matter what questions you ask him. Yeah. He's going to give all the glory to God. He's going to give all the credit to God. It was funny. Last night I watched uh, uh, um, Scott Van Pelt interview, or yeah, it was Saturday, obviously. Watched Scott Van Pelt interview him, and he even said, Listen, I know you're a man of faith, and I know that's where it comes from, but how do you do this? Sort of trying to separate to get to the football. CJ, would he, he's just a man of great faith that's not going to let you take him to the X's and O's or say it's me doing it, my flesh doing it. He's just going to give all the credit to his Lord and Savior, and I respect the mess out of that, uh, but even more respect this job, obviously, that the Texans have done this year coming off of a three-win season last year. All right, moving on. I have to respect, and I was glad to hear – Jeff Calkins say the same thing this morning. I already had him down. I'm giving a respect burger to the New Orleans Saints for the way they disrespected their coach, Dennis Allen. I love me some Jameis Winston's. Maybe it's just the story of Jameis Winston. I certainly would be uh, uneasy if he was my quarterback. But the idea that Dennis Allen, the coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints, had called a victory formation. Again, John had mentioned what score, 41-17 or whatever it is at that point. You've returned a kick down to the – you've returned an interception down the one-yard line, but the game is over. You don't want to embarrass Arthur Smith any more than he already has been. You feel pretty good. He's probably going to be fired, division foe and everything else. And instead of going victory formation, taking a knee, as the Saints coach had called – Jameis Winston and the New Orleans offense decided to give Jamal Williams a one-yard touchdown run. Just, again, another finger sign to their head coach. How how we're not talking about Dennis Allen, sort of his standing with New Orleans today, seems pretty weird because I would tell you seems like he's lost control. And, and Jameis was apologizing to his head coach afterwards, but he basically said tough luck after the apology. We decided as players we're doing this one. Um, I've not seen that, and especially in a situation where you got a victory formation out there, you just fool your coach and you put him in a position where he got cursed out essentially by Arthur Smith afterwards. But I've never been a guy that believed that Dennis Allen is the guy for that job. And so the uh, blatant disrespect and, again, to give it to their man Jamal Williams or whatever, these players took it over. Players League. You have to say that about the NBA. Yesterday, uh, at least for the New Orleans Saints, it was a a player's win or a player's touchdown for Jamal Williams. I liked it. And then I don't want to give it to him, but because because I closed the window, one of many windows I closed this season on them about five weeks ago. I have to, uh, and I think they're going to roll the Steelers. John Martin does not. But these Buffalo Bills, and yes, maybe even with Josh Allen turning it over two or three times, 
I think they're going to handle the Steelers, and they certainly have handled business. And coming back, uh, winning five straight to finish off the season at the Chiefs versus the Cowboys, beat at the Chargers, beat the Patriots, and then they win at the Dolphins to claim their fourth straight AFC East crown. Like I said, I don't like it because I had written them off. Uh, remember, McDermott at one point is being questioned for old stories about what he said in old uh, you know, old, old pregame speeches about uh, 9-11 and everything else. Like it's, It seemed like a team that was unraveling, yep. uh, certainly after that loss to the Eagles, 37-34. Uh, but they have come back and put themselves in position now as the number two seed. Man, there's no reason why they can't make a run. Um, again, the defense, which had suffered big losses earlier this season, is playing better. It yep. seems like to me they've found something in Cook or at least something they feel like they can rely on in that run game. They don't have to put it all on Josh Allen anymore, and they shouldn't. Um, again, with Watt out, feels like for the Steelers, I think the Buffalo Bills are going to roll, and uh, they took care of business down the stretch. Again, in some games, you could have lost. You could have lost at the Chiefs. You could have lost to the Cowboys. They took care of business. I think you got to give them the respect, Burger. That's dominance in the AFC East, and maybe it's just me because I had crowned Miami, put them in the Super Bowl. That ends up crumbling in, part, in large part due to injury. But uh, I salute the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott circling the wagons when they had to yeah. and now getting back to a point where you could have been out of the playoffs. Now you're the two seed and uh, yeah, set up to host and look pretty good in these playoffs. So those are uh, this week's edition of Respect Burgers. Nice football flair. Yeah, indeed. I mean, it's the last weekend, it feels I like. Gi- I had to give them out because it's week 18. Man, it's gonna, I'm going to miss football so much, bro. I really, truly am. Uh, and this, the disrespect dog this week, uh, is it is going to go to the uh, the the gentleman uh, who jumped in the Bass Pro Shops pool? Um, a for the decision itself, okay, to 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 strip naked in a family establishment and jump into the pool. That is is reprehensible. Yeah, it didn't behavior. happen here for those. It was in Alabama. It's in Alabama. But uh, to to do so, to do so, knowing that your you, that, that you look like that uh, is just, just say what you need to say. Look, I, I, it's the smallest penis I've ever seen. I see why you were hesitating now, and I regret <laughs> that I said just say talking what you about need his ding. What? I mean, there's there's no way around it, bro. There's no what way are around. we focusing on? I, I look. I, well, I, he wanted me to look at it this morning. Well, we have to be willing to say the things. I know. This is who we work with. That other people aren't willing. And uh, this is who we work with. This is who we work with. It's, it's it was in Leeds, Alabama. It, it's turning in on itself. I think the Bucky's is there. Oh it, yeah, it, it's Leeds. uh, it. it I, I think that this gentleman should enter. And yeah, they're known for their beavers into the Guinness World Guinness no, oh, oh, Book of World Records for the 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 smallest package in the history of the world. Small one, huh? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think the water was that cold. All right, and I don't. I don't think. That I I don't think that the, it could it could even cause that, okay? Um, it was it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, and 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 you said it to start the show that it, it was a white man, and you know that's definitely gonna that's gonna get used against us in future arguments. Mm. And I would just say uh, I I came away from that video grateful. Because you know you may not necessarily feel like don't don't do this. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Like no, I'm not trying to act like I have anything really at all going on. But I felt like I did after I saw that video. It was okay. a, it was a real boost for me. 
And I was I, I want to show my wife. Look how bad it could be. It's like a comp? Yeah, like look how bad That's, it You're going to have Brad I, go looking. I don't think. Because now he wants to compare I, himself. I don't think his unit, okay, would even register on an American metric system. Wow. Like I don't even think there's a there's a metric that we have that would actually be able to, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I, mean, I grew up in a time where the locker room was all together. You saw everybody's junk, man. Yeah, it's a different time. I'm comfortable enough in my own sexuality to where this is this is a, a non-starter conversation for me. Yeah, but you're comfortable. If I, it's just this simple. If I knew that that was what I was working with, yeah, right. You ain't doing it. I would. I would never get naked. Yeah. Ever. I wouldn't even shower naked. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just. I'm being. I'm not trying to body shame or anything, but it's like, dude, you're the one that jumped in the pool. You hundreds of millions of people have now seen or not seen, yeah. more like not seen. That man was a member of the Unsullied, <laughs> from Game yes. of Thrones. Yes, yes, dude. Been he, castrated. He was like he was proud of himself. The Unsullied. He was like he was like a mermaid. Yeah. He's like he was like getting up on the on the on the barricade, not, and he this was is not, yeah. This is, this yeah. is probably yeah. inappropriate. You spend a lot of time on. Well, this no, stuff. I'm just saying yeah. it's. If you have not seen the video, it's what everybody in the world is talking about. And they're not talking about it just because a naked man. I think I saw one where it was blurred from the outlet right, right, that right. put it out. Well, it was a very small blur. You actually dug in to find the unblurred one. Well, I, I, it was just on Twitter. I was like, it wasn't you, like. You, I didn't look, you, you dug. I didn't look like, uh, fine, unblurred. It was like, it just popped up. I'm like, oh my God, this is something, you know. But again, mm-hmm. you're not you're not really having to dodge very much. I mean, it's, it's uh, like I said, I think it's a record. For the uh, the smallest in in the history of the world, yeah. um, and so past the initial shame of being arrested and me, like he's gonna like the world knows now. Yeah. I'm surprised this guy Trump Shane Steichen for you. Yeah, in no. terms of the disrespect. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Steichen, I know, is up there. It definitely does. I would that'd be a very small one. To I would recommend like if top I, that if if it was that little, I would wear swim trunks, bro. I would never even want to face it. I mean, it's just. I mean, maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but you know, it. it you made. The, you're the jackass. You're the one that decided to get into the damn pool naked with kids around. Like, I can hear Brad tapping away to go get to it. No, I mean, it, no, I, I am not. No, no, I, no, I'm putting I up. A, no, I'm putting up a Javon Quinterly, a player of the week in the AAC. Like, I hope so. You're, yeah, I'm not looking at anybody's dingling you know like what? this you're boy. Going, he's, he's being factual because that's because that's new information, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. hundred percent. That's what I'm focused on. Good use of facts there. Yeah, Fa- that hun- fact. You're gonna have to zoom in. Look at his. He's looking at blurries. You're gonna have to like really like uh, crop it in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, but again, I'm comfortable enough. I don't mind saying the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm cool. I got a kid on the way. I got two kids. Like. It's clearly working, John. We've I, established that. You know, I am who I am. And I just felt like this was something that, you know, I would never have suggested anybody to do, yeah. given what you're working with. You know hey, yeah, be on them bath salts or something. Uh, something. Right. Well, what explains the the unsullied? Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just un- bad luck. Just bad bad luck of the draw genetically. Yeah, they, they, that's, that's genes. Mm-hmm. Got that little shiitake. Mm. <laughs> tough look. Very tough look. Mm-hmm. Toughest look of the weekend for sure. Uh, you, you, sir, needed disrespect, dog, uh, for that for that decision. All right, we'll come back. Jason Fitz going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him 
Uh, get his thoughts on the playoffs by Michigan and Washington tonight. Lots more to come. Stick around. Jason and John. Turn- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fam, yes, ma'am. Jason Pitts, the host. For Yahoo Sports, catch him on Fox Sports Radio. Man does it all. He joins us every Monday, and he joins us now. Fitz, this is a conversation that may lead us to the Raiders here in just a little bit, but let's start with the national championship game tonight. Michigan now out to minus five against Washington. How does this one shake out in what we all, I think, believe Jim Harbaugh's final game in college football? Yeah, uh, well, I don't believe it's his final game in college football. Uh, But how this game shakes out, I will tell you this. I don't think either team can stop either team, right? And I I think that's real. And and you can look at the offensive line woes of Alabama, but I think what we're forgetting is that Alabama's offensive line isn't very good. They didn't communicate very well. There's a reason Washington's offensive line won the Joe Moore Award, which goes to the best offensive line in the country. Communication on stunts won't be the same issue. So Michigan's going to have to cover – I don't think they can stop Roma Dunze. The problem is, on the other side, I don't think Washington can stop Blake Corum. So, I think this is a shootout. Like, I hammered the over, and I put money on Washington at four and a half. So, I like him, you know, the more that spread continues to move. I, like, I think it's a very close game. I would not be surprised at all if Washington wins, but it feels to me like a field goal game. Neither team can stop either team. So, now i got to figure out which quarterback is more likely to make a mistake. And this year, Michael Penix Jr. has thrown the ball. This is the stat I love. At this point, J.J. McCarthy has his attempts number, total attempts, is less than Michael Penix Jr.'s completions. That shows you how much more Penix Jr. is comfortable throwing the football. I think he's going to have a field day here. So I think Washington puts up a bunch of points. 
a super close game in my mind. I, I'm leaning Washington to win it all, but I think it's a field goal game. Yeah, uh, you, you, you said you don't think this is Harbaugh's last game in college, though. Yeah, like what? No, what? I, I think this has all been leverage. Like, I, and look, the, wow. the nice. I'm in Houston right now, and I was two feet from Harbaugh for an hour two days ago, and sat there and talked to him and all of his awkward, like his quirkiness. Let's say it that way. But mm-hmm. the thing of it is, everybody I keep talking to, even circles outside of just you know what people are writing about, are saying that Don Yee, the agent that he's hired that loves NFL stuff, is here that he and Harbaugh intended to meet and go over some of the plans. But I just the money doesn't make sense. Michigan has offered him a 10-year deal worth, depending on the report you want, 115 to $130 million. I think that gets up to the range of $140 million. There's not going to be any team in the NFL that offers him $140 million. So this presumption that he's just going to go, I think, I think he's using the NFL for leverage. He's going to sign the deal with Michigan by the end of the week. He's going to be with Michigan for the foreseeable future, and we're all going to be sitting here spinning our wheels trying to figure out what's next. Interesting. But does the NCAA do anything that matters? When it comes to him, a lot of people have made the theory, oh, they're going to come down, and that's why he's got to get out of there. Yeah, I think they are going to come down. But I also, having talked to virtually the entire team, I think that's a big part of why he stays. Like, it's only galvanized this team together. Nobody on in Michigan, nobody wearing a Michigan shirt has any sense that Michigan ever deserved to be punished for anything, and it's created this us-versus-them thing. You know, Yahoo posted this on social a little while ago, but I think it's particularly interesting that when I sat there and talked to every Michigan player, I heard it's Michigan versus the world. When I asked about disrespect to Washington, what was interesting, Michael Michael Penix Jr. said, we're not worried about anybody else. It's always us versus us. So I think there's this difference in the way they approach things. Washington's looking inward. Michigan's looking outward, but that speaks to the way that he's sort of built this thing. I think if he's suspended for a full year, Michigan's only going to use that as more reason that his coach has been wrong. He'll become more of a god in the area, and he and his 737 kids will continue to rule Ann Arbor. Interesting. Um, So all I've seen, though, is that uh, that the Raiders, you know, the Raiders won Harbaugh. I mean, I guess I, I guess the point is they can want him all they want, but will he go? Is 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 it just not good enough of a job? Do you think? I mean, I don't know. It just seems kind of crazy to stay in college if you have an NFL offer. But I guess different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I don't think one is better than the other anymore. I think the other side of it is <laughs> that like we used to be in this world where an NFL gig felt like big time. You know, eventually you graduate to that, but. When you talk about the, the fully guaranteed contracts and the money that's in here, right. I don't think that the NFL is a better landing spot for a lot of coaches in college. So if you're hardball, you've done the NFL thing, and you've done it in a highly successful era, right? Like, you've, you've had success there. Now you're having success where you are here. Things are going really well. I don't think coaches look at it and say, oh, i got to get to the big time. When you're at Michigan, you're already like, you can't tell me the Panthers are a bigger brand than Michigan football. So I just – I realize that Raiders fans and Chargers fans and Bears fans all think that there's this path to Harbaugh, but what's interesting to me about all of that is I keep hearing, oh, the Chargers and Harbaugh. I keep hearing hearing the Raiders and Harbaugh, but we're not hearing that from actually from anybody involved in Harbaugh's side at all. All there is is silence to Harbaugh. Now, I've been told multiple times he's put together his staff of who he would hire, so he's reached out to coaches in case he goes to the NFL, but I also was told last night he's done that each of the last three years. So, like, all of these things that we're turning as reports of why Harbaugh is going to leave is only because I think we've created this end goal path where it makes sense to us, so therefore it will make sense to him. I, I don't, I, I've given up trying to figure out how that man's mind works. So he is, he is a differently wired individual. So I just, I, I don't think it's that simple. 
Have we seen the last of Bill Belichick in New England? And if we have, Fitzy, should another team want him as its head coach? Well, uh, again, I'll be the contrarian. I think there's a pretty good chance he comes back for one more year with the GM brought in because he's going to have to take a GM wherever he goes. I don't think that there's another team. To answer the second half of your question, I don't think there's another team out there in the league that's going to give him full autonomy to do whatever he wants, however he wants, given the fact that it hasn't gone that well in New England over the last few years and given the fact that you want a succession plan in place because he's not a spring chicken. I think those are fair things to say. So if you're Belichick and you're going to have to deal with that anyway, anywhere you go, I think what's really likely is that we see some sort of a figurehead put in that's, you know, has a different role with the Patriots that mm-hmm. comes in and helps with personnel and things like that. And they'll stage for another year. That's just, that's just gut leaning. But I have been told multiple times right now that they don't expect anything to happen quickly. Like Robert Kraft felt from the outset, like it would be disrespectful to do anything yep. on black Monday, even if they were going to, and Belichick and Kraft, I've heard, aren't even going to have their meeting till the end of the week. So if they're not even going to meet till the end of the week and then start talking about it, I, I think this guy's could be the slowest coaching cycle we've ever seen in hiring. I think it could be weeks before we start to see any of these jobs filled. Wow, should be interesting. We're talking to Jason Fitz, joins us every single Monday here on the show. Let's talk a little bit about the playoffs. They are indeed set. Um, what games intrigue you most this weekend in this slate? I mean... I'm just going to say for a second, I think that the NFL, the stupidest thing the NFL's done in years was taking Tyreek Hill in his revenge game against the Chiefs over to Europe. Like, that game never belonged in Europe. That game belonged in Arrowhead. So give me all day, every day, the fact that the Dolphins now have to take on the Chiefs, both teams that are fatally flawed. I I, I think that's the other interesting part of it. Right now, if you're looking across the AFC, I think we're headed for a Ravens-Browns AFC championship game, which I cannot believe I'm saying out loud, but... I just don't – I don't really trust anybody else. Even Buffalo, they somehow get the number two seed, which is so difficult to win in Buffalo in January. But I don't love Buffalo or the way they're playing football right now. Like first half, Josh Allen was uh, all the bad things. And the second half, Josh Allen was all the great things. So what do you make of that? So I really like the uh, the Dolphins-Chiefs matchup for the drama that it will bring. And, and frankly, I think there, there's a ripe upset opportunity as, as sad as it makes me for the brand – I think drawing the Rams in the first round was a really tough matchup for the Lions, whose secondary can be got, and now you're going to be taking on a quarterback that is precision accurate with a head coach that knows how to call the plays with two wide receivers that are really hard to stop and a workhorse back. Like, the Rams are built the way the Rams are built when the Rams are good. I I don't love that matchup for the Lions at all. And seeing a good team come apart, or I should say an elite team, or at least they looked elite at one point this season in the way that Philly has. Just I don't trust them whatsoever. They look broken. I know you know people are all over Sirianni at this point, even questioning his future. I don't think you change anything with him, but certainly the change of coordinators has come back to haunt them. You know, injuries at some point, they're just not playing to their level. What's broken, and what kind of shot do you give uh, Tampa Bay at that one? I give Tampa Bay a huge shot, and what's broken – Okay, so on the offensive side, I'll, I'll blame health. I think that's fair. They've been paper thin this year. That, that's a fair criticism of why they played poorly. On the defensive side, last year their pass rush was so dominant, it really masked the issues some of their secondary had. This year that pass rush hasn't been able to get home the same way. And with that step back from the pass rush, now the, the secondary is exposed. I don't think there's an easy answer on that. So you've got two teams that didn't play well enough to get into the playoffs, getting in the playoffs here against Tampa Bay. But I think we have to give Baker a lot of credit for the way he's played this season and this is a winnable matchup when you just look at their ability to throw the ball on the Eagles. I think the Bucks can get this this done here. And then again, I'm with you. I wouldn't touch Sirianni, but I, I can't even count on one hand the number of people in the last twenty four hours that have told me he's not safe. 
So I I don't even wow. know what to make it. Like, are we really in an NBA culture where you can suddenly go to the Super Bowl and a year later you're like, ah, we don't need you around here. I mean, I think that would be stunning and stupid. I'm frankly borderline reckless, but I keep hearing it. So there's there got to be some sort of smoke there. Uh, I have a couple more non uh, questions about non playoff teams before we get you out of here. Tennessee Titans, it's the end of an era. Uh, Mike Vrabel gone, Ryan Tannehill gone, Derrick Henry clearly gone. Um, did they get the most out of that group? Oh, that's a really – yes. I think they got a lot out. Like, I don't know that having the best running back in the world ever means you should be in Super Bowl talks, right? Like, I think that they've made the most out of Derrick Henry. I really do. They've been a consistent – like, they were the number one seed a couple of years ago, right? Like, they've consistently been competitive. Tannehill – is in okay. It's like Tannehill's the hardest thing you can have in any any situation. Not that different than what we've experienced as fans from Derek Carr. Like, what do you do when your quarterback's pretty good? Quarterback's pretty good. He can win you a bunch of games, but he's not him, right? We know that. So I think I, I don't look at this talent and say, oh my God, how did you waste it? Also, I don't know the Vrabel situation is going to be really interesting to me because remember, he has to be traded for if he wants to go work somewhere else, which is really difficult. And I talked to an insider a couple of days ago and he said the, the biggest thing fans do is they take things that are really complicated and they try and make them simple. And he said, I only say that because the acquisition of Mike Vrabel would not be simple. It would be complicated. And that's why he thinks Vrabel stays. I, I think it's more likely that Vrabel stays. They either bring in a president of football operations or Rand Carthon has gone after one year and Vrabel keeps winning the power struggle. I, 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 it'll be interesting to me, but I can tell you this. Mike Vrabel is wildly respected in league circles. And if he chooses to leave, he could go do TV for a year like Sean Payton did and then come back. I mean, there, there are plenty of opportunities for him wherever he wants to go. It's just that the Titans want to go down that path. But, yeah, to answer your question, I think given the competitiveness of the team, they've done a lot yep. with a little compared to the market. One AFC championship game against the Chiefs, you know, a couple of nice wins there. But I, I sort of think, like, you know, the Bengals and t- turnovers, like, you know, I think they probably got close to the most, but maybe left a little bit on the plate. But again, to even be in that discussion with those guys is is probably enough. And then on the other side of that game yesterday was the Jacksonville Jaguars, who after a, a, a Cinderella run last year in the playoffs, winning a game in dramatic fashion, coming up just short against the Chiefs. They uh, they are not making the postseason. Where are we on? this franchise and Trevor Lawrence, is this just about injury or is there something uh, a little bit more nefarious at play with the direction of this franchise? I think it's an epic fail. And how can we just make it about injury? Like right now, I would say that the state of the Jags a year ago, uh, when we were sitting here at the end of the season, it was the Jags are about to take the leap. I mean, people were predicting them for the Super Bowl and Trevor Lawrence for the MVP. Now it's pretty easy to make the argument. If you look over the course of the next three to five years, it might be the third best team in their own division. That's how much the conversation has changed. And look, you you can't do anything about the fact that they've looked wildly out of sync. And I, I was watching the broadcast yesterday, and there was one throw that wasn't even close. And the announcer said, "Well, you know, that's what happens when you have a sprained shoulder joint." It's like, okay, if the shoulder is so bad that you're going to miss an easy throw by I don't know five yards to the inside and up, then why do you have that guy playing quarterback? Like, if it's that bad, it's a liability. I. I think the Jags all year were just a little off. And the question is, Doug Peterson got so much credit, but you get a ton of credit 
when you're taking things from garbage and making them normalized, right? Will he get that credit now for being able to take something that's good and make it great? I, I don't know. I think there's, there should be a little bit of panic because Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be better than this. The Jags were supposed to be better than this. Doug Peterson was supposed to be better than this. And I don't look at it and say, oh, you know what the Jags need? They need this one thing to make them better. And if you can't say that going into the season, that makes life even more difficult. At least as a Raiders fan, you can pretty, pretty easily identify the two or three things that you need. Even if you're a Titans fan, you can identify the two or three things you're really going after. I don't think you can do that with the Jags, which means things are bad there. Fitzy, I must know, what should the Bears do with that one pick? Should they take Caleb Williams? Should they trade back and let the Commanders or Patriots come up and get him? If it's really, some some have speculated, maybe they get two future first-round picks. If you do that, and then you take, what, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, you know, with whatever pick you slide down to, just what's the what's the move for the Bears at one, you think? I keep it simple. I mean, I, my move would be to stay right at number one, take the quarterback I want, don't even overtake it. Okay. I turn the card in the minute I'm ready. Like, the NFL won't let me do it. That's what I would do. I would turn the card in the minute I'm ready, and I would give the franchise the one thing that number one overall pick gives every single franchise, which is hope, right? Like as a Bears fan, you get hope knowing whether – and then you follow your process. Whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May, you take the guy that you absolutely adore there. And I wouldn't give anybody else the chance to start a conversation of, of, oh, you could have had. Like, no, I think you just – you go in, you keep it simple, and you take the number one overall pick. You take – the transcendent quarterback, you change the future of your franchise for the next five years. You take either of those guys, I think, have the opportunity to do for the Bears the same thing that Joe Burrow has done for the Bengals. You take that guy, and you don't even look back. I'm with it. Hey, Fitch, you're the best, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks. Appreciate you, boys. Yes. Jason Fitz, catch him on Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. Hey, tell you about our friends at Shoot360. Go pay him a visit. Take that Hooper and your family out there. Let them see what it's all about. It's like 2K brought to life, man. Uh, and you're going to notice an improvement. You're going you're gonna to notice an improvement in their game. Get on that machine. Get that jumper right. Got to tweak this. You got to tweak the, the art. Got to tweak. I'm just telling you, you put the reps in, you're going to get better because you're going to remember, like, oh, the, 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 the screen said I need to work on this. It has all the sensors, millions of little sensors that can communicate to you what you have to improve on. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. And if you have a Hooper in your family, they're going to absolutely love it. Get memberships, uh, one month, three months, six month memberships available at Shoot 360. It's right here in the Memphis area, 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. Yep. As John said, it's not just the shooting, the ball handling, the passing. They've got these massive interactive video boards that are equipped with passing and ball handling games. A lot like playing 2K, as John said. As I've said, it's a lot like playing a video game. That's how interactive it is. It's how your kid's going to feel. You're going to love it as a parent, aunt, uncle uh, on those membership options because you're not paying arm or leg. Your kid's getting a lot better. They're loving it. That's the technology out at Shoot 360. It's the future of basketball training. Thing is, the future is happening right now, so you need to get there. Go see them at 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Black Hat Movement has changed and moved to the city of Memphis. When you're moving things, you're moving pieces of your life. All right, they understand that. Black tie. 316-6196 is the phone number. Get on the schedule. Let them handle moving your stuff. It's easy. It's simple. They take care of it. They show up when they say they're going to show up. They are the best in Memphis. But you got to get on the schedule. Call today. Whether you're moving in Memphis, out of Memphis, whatever. Cross country. They can handle it all. No limits. 316-6196 is the phone number. It's Black Tie Moving. They're changing moving in the city of Memphis. Should be a fun night uh, in the world of sports as Michigan and Washington will play for it all. Excited. Excited. Team Penix here. Let's go. Team Penny here. Penny, 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 Penny. Excited. That too. Penix, 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 tonight. Michigan, Wolverines, go blue. Hail to the victors. They will. Good luck, Giannato. Do it for Charles Woodson. They will do it for Chuck tonight. It's going to do it for us today. Uh, Thanks to Jason Fitz for joining us. As always, do not enjoy up next. Don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.